0: Alright, welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, you know, summer came and summer kinda of went, it's almost done. What the heck happened?
1: Yeah, it's really flat like flown by. Um I think it's because we had to wait for summer for so long. Like it rained so much this like early summer. Yeah. Like spring didn't want to let go, so You know, summer just kind of got hindered a little bit, and, you know, hopefully we don't blow through fall and go straight to winter like we do sometimes.
0: Oh, my gosh. That would suck. I do agree with that with the rain, though. That's what I've brought up with some people is just, like, it seemed like summer didn't start forever, so, like, there were a bunch – well, okay, I shouldn't shouldn't say a bunch, but there were several projects I needed to do around the outside of the house, and they kept getting postponed and postponed because of the rain, so – I will say this though, July seemed to have flown by, which part of me is not completely sad about that because we know that that means that football is just here a little bit faster. But I do think that, um, Netflix and stranger things may have, you know, pulled me through the month of July.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thunder gunned did a little bit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. Also, that was the vacation month for me, so who knows. But it, it's almost gone before you know it, and then the best time of the year will be here. But we hope you all have been able to enjoy your uh, summer to some capacity, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just go ahead and jump into the regular parts of the show. So, first segment up. Did you know that I hit that button on time, but it didn't want to play? <laughs> that was great. So awkward pause. <laughs> awkward silence. First segment of the show, nothing. All right, well, did you know I actually have a did you know? So here's a little interesting thing for you, and we're going to be talking about gold. So if you filled a matchbox now, I know some of the kids might not know what a matchbox is, but, uh, a regular size little matchbox, uh, with gold, you could flatten that piece of gold into a sheet, the size of a tennis court.
1: What? Yeah. That's crazy.
0: I know. That'd be super thin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, that'd be, that'd be like, uh, It'd probably be kind of like a foil, thin, you know, like really, like
1: yeah, really light. So, wonder how much that'd be worth.
0: I don't know. I'm not that sure. A I, bit of gold. Do you? Uh, I have a friend. I don't know if he has gold. He's had collected a little bit of silver. You know, he's one of those people who's like, oh, the the value of the dollar. <laughs> gotta have gotta have some precious metal. So I know he has some silver. I don't know if he has any gold. <laughs>
1: I think so that's crazy was, like was it like a you know like a matchbox that's like an inch and a half by an inch or is it one of the big ones that's got like 500 matches in it
0: I you know I was just thinking about that because I've actually hold on held on to this one for a little while and it didn't have a description but let me see um...
1: you know one of them that's like you know an inch by or like two inches by an inch or one that's what are those? Probably like five inches by three and a half or something.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, it says I think this one says a one ounce. Yeah. Um oops, wait, 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 wait. One troy ounce of gold can be hammered. Yeah, so however, Whichever one holds what they call one troy ounce. So that's some measurement. Mm -hmm. So I'm unsure. It's not saying specifically what size either way though. I mean, even if it's the larger box, which isn't, I mean, it is probably, I don't know. I'm going to throw a number out there, like 15 times the size of the small one. Yeah. Uh, it's not that large. I mean, it's smaller than a, a house brick. Right So If I find out I will let you know (laughs) But that's That's what I have right now So The more you know For your health But uh, We always start things off With a couple episodes So we hand things over To Brandon for The scary start Of the week All right. Brandon, I almost wanted to call you Brian. Be right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Wouldn't be the what? first time I've been called Brian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your stat this week?
1: Uh, I got kind of an interesting thing here. It's, I guess, if it's you more say of baseball, like a...
0: I will kill you.
1: <laughs> oh, it totally is baseball. No, <laughs> oh, I know. We, we already it at of
0: time. So I knew it was baseball.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's more of like an interesting factoid that, uh, you know, a scary stat here, but I just found it really cool. Uh, In 1963, uh, Major League pitcher Gaylord Perry, uh, he remarked that they'll put a man on the moon before I hit a home run. Uh, uh, July 20th, 1969, an hour after Neil Armstrong set foot on the surface of the moon, Gaylord Perry hit his first and only home run while he was playing for the Giants.
0: I actually have heard that story before.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Thats pretty funny, so yeah, that was uh man i'm I don't know when or where I heard about that, but yeah, one of those one of those funny funny little sports stories, so <laughs> um, you need a you need to calm down with the baseball,
1: <laughs> well, we were talking earlier that uh a lot of times like when I look up interesting stats, most of them that show up are baseball. And I think it's just because there's so many statistical categories in baseball yeah. and that uh, out of all the professional sports that baseball has been played the longest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So yeah, there are a lot of different aspects. I mean, well, uh, no, I guess, no, I'm not going to bring that up. Probably doesn't apply. I'm just making up crap now. (laughs) On that note, we'll go ahead and keep moving forward. Rock moments of the week. You know what calls for a time to rock and roll? When it's your birthday. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't get the birthday song. Crap.
1: That's
0: exactly what I was thinking of. Crap. I should have had that. Oh. Dang it. What was that from again?
1: It was from Tim and Eric's awesome show. Great job. <laughs> That's where the four year health comes from too, because they had that segment with John C. Re- John C. Riley as uh Dr. Steve Brule. Oh my god.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I we need to share that so that people know what we're talking about. <laughs>
1: well. There might be like three people that are just like, Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and everybody else just thinks we're crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of birthdays, perfect time for you to rock out and have a party this past, uh, weekend, this past Saturday to be specific. It was the one, it was the only goat's birthday, Tom Brady, the Michigan man himself. Um, and he was celebrating his birthday. So rock moments. Happy birthday, Tom Brady. And thanks for listening to the show.
1: (laughs) Wow. Uh, yeah he's he's 43 years old now yeah it's still going said, strong
0: yeah i almost said 42 but i knew that was not right
1: so and he actually um yeah i think it's his 20th year in the league now i think that's what he tweeted out the other day
0: yeah i, th- I think so
1: that's about right
0: now when did how far did Brett Favre go? I can't remember.
1: Longer than he should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's probably still just one call away.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I remember when that happened. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not sure. Um when Brett Favre star started nineteen ninety two or three, something like that probably.
0: Um, well, you know what made me mad in that whole situation yeah. was the fact that Aaron Rodgers was another really good quarterback.
1: Yeah, and how the Packers have never really had a time where they haven't had a good quarterback. Yeah. I was talking to friend, Jason, about that and how they went from Bart Starr to Lynn Dickey to Don Mikowski had a few decent years, then to Brett Favre, then to Aaron Rodgers.
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but then, when you're a Lions fan, I mean, everything is just a crapshoot. So <laughs> yeah. it's like you have one really good player at one position and they rarely ever overlap, except for then when you had Stafford and um, Johnson. But then so many other things were wrong. But that's not the conversation we're having today. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, you get once in a lifetime players. They, They play for nine years and then retire.
0: (laughs) Yep. And then sometime in the next two or three years, you'll pick up another good player. So the two or three years in between is like absolute garbage. (laughs) So, well, that actually can go ahead and take us into our first segment. There's nothing better talking about how sad the Lions make you to get ready to say, that's what we're going to be talking about all show.
1: <laughs> I saw somebody post like a, a meme saying, I'm ready for the season. And it was Michael Scott said, I'm ready to get my heart broken again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so appropriate. So appropriate. Well, uh, to kick things off for this um Episode We're going to go ahead and actually share some fan feedback because we had uh, some good interaction with our question this week. Which this is our uh, kind of preseason discussion about Lions football, some of what our thoughts are going to be, maybe some, uh, definitely some uh, record predictions. I don't know if you have any uh, player predictions or things like that, Brandon, but. Uh he is the Lions expert out of the two of us. But as I said, we'll go ahead and start off with the uh feedback that we got from some of the listeners and the followers. Uh Brandon, did you want to start with out with anything? I got a list of everything here, so
1: yeah. I mean I can read off the Twitter ones we got here. Okay. I got it open right now. Um Yeah, the first one we got uh was from seven Seven Gil Dad. He's He's at Harbs for Prez. He said 6 and 10. And then he said hashtag Bear Down. So he's a Bears fan.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, the question was what the Lions record is going to be and who do you think is going to win their division? So Mm -hmm. for context. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. So... Um,
1: The next one we got here is from Lion uh, underscore Insider. Uh, He is at lion underscore insider. Uh, He said 12 and four division champs. Uh, I have never seen a team. So underscouted analyzed, and overlooked. This defense is easily top three. We now have a real offensive coordinator and a top tandem at running back. Good wide receivers. Great tight ends. My only question is, does Matthew finally develop a short game? And he says, bevel is overlooked.
0: Uh, th- do you want to share thoughts about comments now or after?
1: No, uh, I'll, I'll go after.
0: Okay. All right. Um, I'll share the Facebook ones then we've got okay. three Facebook ones. Um, and so we've got Terry K on Facebook was saying that he thinks that they're going to go eight and eight. And he also predicts that the Packers are going to win the division. Uh, then we have Kyle D who predicts six and ten for their record? But he says, I can see them overachieving and going eight and eight. So <laughs> that's that's high overachieving right there. Uh Andy F uh then is our last one, and he says seven and nine. Our conference is gonna be stacked this year. I definitely think a team from the NFC North makes the Super Bowl. So before we say anything. Thanks, everybody, for the comments. Always appreciate it. Always good to have that in part of our discussion, uh, especially when the season is going to be coming. It will be great to get your thoughts each and every week for the game's coming up. So, Brandon, I am interested to know your
1: thoughts. Oh, well, we got a couple more comments here. We do? Yeah, and on, on Twitter, we got a couple, couple later ones here today. Oh, awesome. Uh, we got one from Andy. He is at uh, Kmore23. Uh, he said, This was my prediction six days ago. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Stafford throws for 30 touchdowns. Carry on Johnson rushes for 12, 12 touchdowns. The tight ends combine for 10. The defense gives up about 19 and a half points per game. The Lions finish 13 and 3, win the NFC North, and make it to the NFC Championship game. Wow. And then uh, our friend Jason, he is at Meat Meal 7. Uh he said eight and eight and the Bears will win the north.
0: Okay. Interesting. Wow. That was uh so we got a couple of very descriptive ones. Specific
1: <laughs> Yeah, we got some super in depth ones, even with some uh some player predictions here. Uh see, I, I don't know. I've looked through our schedule and the schedule, the Lions schedules every year seems to be kind of tough. Uh I mentioned before on Twitter that, you know, as a Lions fan, I've just stopped being super optimistic and I give like kind of shoot low for my expectations and then hope that they, you know, hope that they surpass them <laughs> and yeah. that I can't get too angry at the end of the season. Usually I still do, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and so week, week one, they go to Arizona, and they play Kyler Murray, so that'll be his debut game. You know, they probably should win that, but the Lions have historically had a hard time in Arizona, and you're like, you know, I know it's a di- different team, a different coach, you know, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different players, blah, 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 but... I don't know what it is, but the Lions always have a hard time playing in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about it last week with a friend of mine that the Lions also have a hard time playing against rookie quarterbacks. It seems like, because I remember the, the year they went 0-16, their first game was against Matt Ryan and the Falcons.
0: Whoa, sorry about that. <laughs> Ignore that.
1: You're going to put that on lock. Lock it down. Uh, so, you fingers. know, that, that worries me a little bit. Plus they don't have any, they don't have any game tape on, on Murray and what he's going to do in Arizona. Yeah. Where, you know, Arizona will have some tape on the lions defense. Cause you know, they still have the same defensive coordinators, same head coach. So yeah, I it'll, know. it'll be interesting. Uh, the next week they go or they come home and they play the chargers. Um, that will be interesting, too. The Chargers are a good team. Uh, right now, their best player, probably, uh, Melvin Gordon, he's kind of holding out for a new contract. So you know, that one kind of depends on if he's ready to go or not. Um, I mean, if he's ready to go, then you know, have a hard time picking the Lions to win that one. Uh, yeah, I do think they'll beat the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a closer game than everybody's thinking, though. Uh, the Cardinals do have some... Good young weapons, but I think the Lions can take that. Uh, like I said, the Chargers, I, I don't think they're going to beat the Chargers, so I have them going one and one from there. Yep.
0: Uh,
1: the next game, they play at Philadelphia. You know, another tough team. Like, they, man, that beginning of the schedule for sure before the bye week is tough. Um, Philadelphia is a hard place to play, too. I mean, the the fans are insane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't have the Lions in that one either. So I have starting off at least one and two uh, the next week. They come back home. They play against the Chiefs. Um, you know, Chiefs are a great team. Uh, they have good def. They, they like improve their defense. Uh, their offense was super high scoring last year. I mean, they got Patrick Mahomes uh, coming off. Him. I believe he won the MVP last year. Coming off in that great season. So, you know, I can't see the Lions beating them either. So, you know, I haven't started off one and three before they even make the bye week.
0: <laughs> that sounds very Lion esque.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, after the bye week, they go to Green Bay. They always have a hard time winning in Green Bay. Uh, it's a Monday night game, too. And, you know, Lions don't always play the best on Monday night. Uh, I I do think the Packers are going to be the last in the division this year. I don't think they improved enough in the areas they needed to. You know, they still have they basically just have Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Uh, they don't really have much much else. Um, I mean, they still have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, whether I like him or not. Um, I, see. I don't know. That's that's tough to pick. Uh, yeah.
0: well, it doesn't help that, you know, the Lions
1: never win there.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, they did recently, I, but I mean, it's rare.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of pick faster these next ones. Otherwise, this is going to take me forever. Um, you know, I think they can they'll beat the Packers, or they'll lose the Packers in this one. And I think they'll win the next game against the Packers. Uh, I can't see win winning both uh, the next week. They'll, they play at home against Minnesota. Uh, I think they can take that one. So, you know, I'd have them at, what do I got up here so far? Two and four. Yeah, two and four, yep. Um. Then after that, they play the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants are going to be the worst team in the NFL this oh, year. Wow. They, they have nothing. I mean, they have, they're hanging out of the corpse of Eli Manning. If they have, like, no They have like no wide receivers because Golden Tate just got suspended for four games. Um, Sterling Shepard, he's still be- banged up. They had Corey Coleman, who was a leftover that the Browns didn't want. And then he blew out his knee. So, I mean, they have, like, Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley is about it. But uh, I mean, Tate, will, a,
0: Tate huh? will be playing by this game.
1: Yeah. Uh, still, I just – I can't see them beating the Lions. I – you know, I, I see the Giants going like three and thirteen or four and twelve. Like Eli Manning is he? He needs to retire. He's just he, I don't think he has too much left. Um, I mean, they drafted Daniel Jones. I'm not. I'm still not sure about that pick. So, yeah, I see the Lions winning that one. Uh, so there's three wins on the season so far, uh, and then the week after that, they play the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are a hard team to figure out, but I, I think the Lions can take them. I think the Lions have improved enough that they can take the Raiders. Uh, you know, Raiders just got Antonio Brown. You know, it really depends on on Derek Carr because he didn't have a very good season last year. Uh, it was a first year John Gruden as well. But you know, I think the Lions improved enough that they could they can beat the Raiders. Uh, Week after that, they go play another NFC North team. They they go to Chicago and play the Bears. Um, the Bears' defense is just so good. And and I was saying this on Twitter the other day that I'm getting tired of people ragging on Mitchell Trubisky. Because, I mean, if you guys look at it, he had similar numbers as Stafford last year. And he, they always want to, like, tote Stafford about how great he is, but... And then, then you want to rag on Trubisky at the same time. And it's just like, the guys put up similar numbers. And i like, I don't want to hear the the whole, oh, Stafford played at the broken back. Because, you know, I've heard from like multiple people that, it, that St- Stafford's injury might have happened in week 13. So, I mean, how did that affect the previous 12 weeks?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, the majority of the season, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, long story short, I think the Bears will take that one. Uh, the next week, they play the Cowboys at home. Um, Cowboys, are another team that's hard to figure out. Uh, you know, the Lions probably should have beat them last year. I mean, there was blown coverage there on Elliott um, by Jared Davis, and that really, you know, cost the Lions the game. Uh, this year, I you know, I think they can take the Cowboys. You know, especially being at home. I mean, if it was at Dallas, I might say otherwise, but at home. Uh next week they play another NFC East team and the Redskins uh, the Redskins I think are gonna be another one of those teams that's the worst one in the league. Uh I think the Lions could can handle them. They do have a hard time playing at Washington historically, but I just I don't see the Redskins doing much this year and I think the Lions can take them. Uh and then we hit the the yearly Thanksgiving game. They play the the Bears at home. This one I think they'll take. Because, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I feel like the Lions could probably split with almost every team in the division this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they can I think they can take the Bears in, at home. Uh and then we play the Vikings. That one's at Minnesota. Uh I think the Vikings probably take that one. Uh and then after that, we got the Buccaneers, the Broncos, and then we finish uh, at home with the Packers. Uh, I think they could take the Buccaneers. I think they lose to the Broncos, and I think that they take the Packers in the last game. All
0: right. So you're saying nine and seven?
1: I think it's anywhere. It's so hard to figure out this year. I think it's anywhere from seven and nine to nine and seven. I don't see, I have the, the lions going to be right around second or third in the division. I think that the Vikings might end up taking the division. I mean, the bears, it's kind of hard to figure out because their defense is so good, but their offense, like they still don't really have too much at wide receiver. They got rid of their, their best running back this year and they drafted a rookie And I just, I don't know. I can't put too much faith in the Bears. I think, I think the Vikings are an overall better team. They have a solid defense. Um, I think at this time, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, they have a better running back in Dalvin Cook, and they have such good receivers in Minnesota. Mm. that I think it's going to be, between the Lions and the Bears being second in that division, I don't I can't see either one of them overtaking the Vikings. And I, I just I don't I don't believe in the Packers this year. I think they're gonna be gonna be last in division, but they'll probably go something like six and ten.
0: Um interesting. Well I uh, I will straight up come out and I'm not I'm not gonna go week by week. I will straight up and come out and say that I think they're gonna go eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Um I agree with you where there's a good chance that they're gonna split with everybody in the division. Um I it 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 was between um the Vikings and Bears for me as well. I don't think Green Bay. Um I just was not too impressed with how things went for them last year. And I just think that the Vikings and the Bears have more going for them. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one, I would probably go ahead and say the Vikings, so predicting lines go eight and eight, and that the Vikings win the division. What I do say though about the lines is that the lines will not disappoint, and they will do what the lines do. So what that means is at some point in the season. Probably early on, I'm pre- I'll say this I predict in the before their bye week they go two and two. Okay, because what the Lions love to do is they love to get a really flashy win and get your hopes up, <laughs> and then later in the season they will just totally crap their pants. <laughs> So I predict that they will go two and two. So beating Arizona and beating either the chargers, the Eagles or, uh, the chiefs. And then later on somewhere, something stupid, probably like, uh, Washington or the giants who are going to have, like you said, most likely terrible records. They will just lay a big old goose egg or something stupid. And rip your heart out, and then the season will be over before you know they play Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know. And then, no, the, yeah, not.
1: well, and then at like the last couple games of the season, we're thinking, you know, if they lose out, they'll get like the a top five pick. But then, you know, they'll do in typical Lions fashion where they win the last three games. Then you got all the. The slappies on Twitter saying, oh, it'll carry over momentum for the last season. No. Or, it'll carry over momentum for next season. And how many times does that work, has that worked, guys? Has it ever worked?
0: That never works for anybody.
1: No, they, there's always people that say that. But, you know, I can respect people's optimism. Um, like the people that are saying... Twelve and four, three and thirteen, um, I don't know how much these guys like know kind of like historical stuff with the lions, but the lions of their best record they've ever had is twelve and four <laughs> three and thirteen is, isn't easy to go, guys like especially with the the schedule that they have,
0: yeah, so
1: you're gonna beat all these teams that. We're really pretty good last year. Um, you know, I'm talking about just like the Chargers and the Chiefs. We're probably, if we're going to go 3-13, and 13, or 13-3, uh, and and you know, we're going to have to beat some of these teams. Mm. I just don't see it happening. I can't see a sweep in the Bears. I can't see, you know, I can't even see the Lions hanging with the Chiefs, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I can't see... I cannot look at the schedule and say there are only four losses on this schedule.
1: Yeah, and like you said, like you said about him starting two and two, you know I can see him doing that. I can see him going zero and four for the first four weeks. And you know I'm not being pessimistic. It's just I've been burned so many times by the Lions that I you know, don't put too too much into it. I just some of these teams that they play in the first few weeks are pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I'll and I'll say this, and I'm pretty sure that you agree with me on this. I will be so fine and happy with being wrong if the Lions want to come out and prove me wrong. And have them go twelve and four. Yeah, or thirteen and three. I'll be like, Okay, I was wrong.
1: Yeah, I just I mean, I can't see it. And um well, Andy on, on Twitter said, like, with the, the stats of people, I mean, I love carry on Johnson. I think Johnson Johnson's going to be a good running back for the Lions. But to rush for 12 or more touchdowns, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, I mean, I was talking today with someone saying, you know, Barry Sanders only had over 12 rushing touchdowns, I think, two times in his career, two or three times. And he played for nine seasons. Yeah. Um. And everybody usually considers Barry, you know, the, the greatest running back of all time. I mean, Fonts didn't really use him in the red zone too much uh, because of Barry's size. But, you know, Carryon Johnson's bigger and he runs stronger than, than Barry. But, I mean, the Lions also have C.J. Anderson, who's like a 230-pound running back that they got for, you know, short yardage stuff. So, I think 12 touchdowns is going to be tough for him. I really don't see Stafford throwing for over 30 touchdowns, especially not with, you know, our new offensive coordinator uh, is known for having a run heavy approach. I mean, it's kind of shown too that, you know, we picked up CJ Anderson, we drafted Ty Johnson, who's another running back. Uh, You know, they've put in, they've put so much into the offensive line the last couple of years, the Lions want to run the ball. That's what they want to do and I just I can't see Stafford throwing for more than thirty touchdowns with that offense.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he's gonna have a similar year as last year. Um and then I don't know, you know I'm not like a huge Matthew Stafford fan. (laughs) I was for a while. I used to make excuses for the guy, and now it's just like, dude, you've been in the league now for like ten years. Show me what you got. Like, if this is what you got, fine. I'm just tired of hearing about how great he is all the time.
0: Show me. Don't there's
1: talk. always, there's always a new excuse every year. And I just want to see him live up to some of this potential and what people think.
0: Yeah. Um, well, kind of an interesting thing to, uh, to bring up and I cannot remember, maybe you'll be able to remember this. We talked about it on an episode. Pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure we brought it up on an episode at one point. Um, But, of course, everybody knows the struggles that Detroit has had for um, the running game. Mm -hmm. So, I think kind of something worthwhile to uh, to mention is that when they have a running back rush for over 100 yards, they are... Dang, I want to say, I was looking up quickly, but I want to say in the last like eight games that they've had a uh, running back with more than 100 yards, they are eight and eight, or I mean, eight and no, hmm. something like that. I, I remember, yeah, I, I remember that one time. and it was really high. It was like, I think it was like nine games, and they were eight and one or something like that. Hmm. So, do you think? how many games do you think that they could pull off with having a running back with over a hundred yards? Now, of course I know that they have a couple, like they don't have a Barry, you know, somebody who's going to be in there all the time, but how many, how many games do you think it'd be possible this year that they might be able to do that? Cause actually last year was, I think one of the first years in a while that they had, uh, they had two games, With, uh, when Johnson broke a hundred yards and it was either 2000. Yeah. I think it was earlier than like 2015. I think you have to go back to, no, it was a while ago though.
1: But yeah, they only
0: had two games last year.
1: The last time it happened is when they had Reggie Bush. So that was a while ago. I can't remember what year that was. They all kind of run together after a while. Um, I think LeGarrette Blunt had a 100-yard game last year, too, didn't he?
0: I don't think so. Uh, hold I on. Thought yet. He had, so Bush, Bush I thought was he did after
1: carry on got hurt. Uh, 2015 for Reggie Bush? Thir- 13. 13, okay. Yeah, so, so that's probably when it was. Because I think Reggie Bush was the last one to have. Because I don't think Amir Abdullah ever had a 100-yard game.
0: Yeah. No, There's uh, <laughs> Blunt didn't have didn't have one last year. It was just Johnson huh. twice. Blunt's closest was eighty-eight. Okay, Zenner, got, Zenner got ninety-three when they beat Green Bay at the end of the year.
1: Okay. So Um How many games I think they'll have? I it you know, it really depends on the offensive line. I was pretty irritated in the draft that they didn't address um guard. Because mm-hmm. right now they have Wiggins playing at um I think he's going to be playing left guard because they have Graham Glasgow kicked back out to guard and they're making Frank Regno right now the center. Uh, you know, Wiggins didn't really impress me much. I mean, he's just kind of bounced around the league a little bit. Uh, I think he's a good depth guy, but I'm not sure how he'll be as a starter.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a lot of it really depends on him, I guess. Uh, you know, Rick Wagner, he's the right tackle. That's, he kind of sets the pace for for pass, or for run blocking. Um, and he struggled a little bit last year as well. So, I don't know. And, you know, with how Bevel likes to run his offense, he, he loves to run the ball. Um, it might help, too, this year that we'll have our, our actual fullback. Uh, we drafted a fullback two years ago. Um, Baden, I, I believe his last name is. Uh, he's from San Diego State. Uh, he's supposed to be really good. I ha- I've I've never seen him play. I mean, I don't look out for for fullback highlights or anything, but uh, you know if that'll help too. We won't have to have a converted linebacker like we did last year. But I don't know, carry on, carry on, Johnson. If he can stay healthy, I I can see him getting five or six games over 100 yards.
0: Okay, wow, that was uh, higher than I kind of anticipated. So.
1: Yeah, I can see carry-on coming close to 1,000 yards this year if he can stay healthy.
0: Okay, I was going to predict three or four. So, um, just with, uh,
1: you know, I mean,
0: last time there was – because last year was two two games, and then when Reggie Bush did it, he had three games. So, yeah, it's been a while. And, like I said, so when they have a – when the running game can be successful, obviously – seems like the lines can be success more successful as a whole. So that'll be kind of interesting to see if, so if that gets working, if there's more success with the running game, then I mean, there's more optimism for, you know, obviously being more competitive. So, mm-hmm. but line lines will line. So <laughs> I, I I'm still sticking with my eight and eight, but like I said, I'm I'm totally okay. That's the thing. I'm totally okay with being proven wrong, and it's just like, hey, go go twelve and four. I'm I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be be an, an improvement from last year. Um, I mean, they did add some good players. You know, they're bringing in a different uh, coordinator, so it'll be a new look. Uh, yeah, I think they'll improve from last year, but I don't think it's going to be as drastic as everybody's. It's going to be. I mean, prove me wrong. I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong on that. um But you know, I just don't see it. Like I said, when I was going through the games, that uh, there's some of them that I think could go either way. So I think we're kind of in that, you know, seven and nine to nine and seven range.
0: Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. So, is there uh, anything?
1: Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say when we were talking about the run game. To, uh, we got to mention that the Lions drafted T.J. Hawkinson, uh, tight end from Iowa, and he's a—he's like an amazing run blocker. I don't know if you watched any of his highlights.
0: Oh, I remember talking about that around the draft time. Yeah, he'll know.
1: take guys and just straight drive him into the ground. So that was something that we were missing last year as well. Is solid, solid blocking from the tight end position.
0: Yeah. Well, do you have any other specific thoughts or predictions with any positions or specific players? I know that we were just talking about the running game. Do you have anything else? or
1: uh, I didn't have too much for predictions. I just had a few guys that a few stories that I'm going to be kind of following watching the preseason games, uh, like I mentioned earlier with Hawkinson. You know I want to see what he can do being the eighth pick and being a tight end that's that's pretty high for a tight end Mm -hmm. so i mean he has to contribute in some way this year you know even if it's not so much through the air i mean he's got to he's got to continue to be solid in his blocking um you know i want to see him i do want to see him pull in some touchdowns get a fair amount of yards i mean it's a hard transition for tight ends in the nfl so i'm not expecting him to you know be pro bowl or something first year but you know, he's got to contribute. Yeah. Uh, another guy kind of on the other end of the spectrum is Tease Tabor. And, you know, I'm expecting him to be cut before the season starts. Ooh. And that's, that's a second-round pick. I, you know, I hated the pick the second we made it. Um, just, you know, and, you know, we got a guy with good ball skills at the corner position, but his athleticism and his speed is just not there. And he was exposed so many times last year in coverage.
0: When was he drafted? Was just,
1: Oh gosh, so I think this is, his, is this his third or fourth year. I think it's his third season. Okay, that sounds about right. Third or fourth, man. Um, and then also in the same position, I got you know the the big corner from Penn State that we drafted this year, uh, Amani Oruwarie. Uh, I'm kind of interested in him, too, as well, just because, you know, I like his, his mixture of size and athleticism. Um, I, I want to really see what he can do, you know, to see how he reacts to NFL receivers and everything in games. So that'll be cool. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, we got a new offensive coordinator. I want to see how that works. So I'll see what kind of plays we have, see if it's just how it affects not only the run game, but the pass game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, last week we picked up Danny Amendola for our slot receiver and I I just want to see what he's got left. Yeah. I wasn't too crazy about the signing. Um, you know, he was good. in New England, he was clutch in new England. He w- didn't put up huge numbers or anything, but he was just one of those guys that, you know, when Tom Brady needed a quick dump the ball off, he always found a way to get open. Yeah. And you know, that's always a great thing to have. I just, you know, I just want to see what he's got left. Mm hmm
0: we'll see. So, yeah, I I kind of forgot
1: about that too, so. But.
0: Well, uh anything else you want to share or I'm I kind of don't have anything too crazy. Like I said, you're you're more the Lions person than I am. I I gave my record prediction and the um winner of the division, so
1: Uh, the only thing I got left to say is that the Lions play the Patriots on Thursday. Seven thirty yep. is first preseason game. So, yep.
0: And then later that's on, later on their last preseason game, you get to watch the Toilet Bowl, <laughs> featuring the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns.
1: Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make a wild prediction here and say that the Browns make the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I. I, I don't feel like that's too far fetched.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, they really improved, um, even before they added. Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. um, and Jarvis Landry, they have a lot of good young players on that team, and they got Baker Mayfield. He's a he's a good quarterback. They've got um, Nick Chubb at running back. He's solid. Um, David Njoku is tight end. He really came on strong last year, and then they got Miles Garrett, who was awesome last year from defensive end position. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see how the Browns do and I'll I'll be happy if they do pretty well because you know I was kind of seeing them as the the lions of the AFC so (laughs) 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 you know if they could come out and uh perform well then you know I'll be happy for them
0: well if you want hot takes full (laughs) predictions I'll give you hot take say that we'll see the return of a Brett Favre (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally just kidding wasn't he teasing like, a,
1: he was like joking as a comeback or something like that earlier
0: yeah it was last year uh it was this within the past year wasn't it
1: yeah it was um a few months ago i think
0: oh crap what team i can't remember what it was because it was kind of uh, around a specific team wasn't it i think
1: uh i can't remember exactly who he, he was talking about yeah.
0: No. We don't we don't need that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no one wants that, bud.
0: <laughs> America
1: <laughs> doesn't need that. Go but back John Madden's your, the only one that's there for it.
0: <laughs> Go back to your blue jeans and <laughs> Wisconsin cabin and
1: your, your blue jeans and your copper infused uh athletic supporters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh and uh Wait, didn't he do commercials for the uh, the little trimmer thing?
1: Yeah, um, the Sonic Touch or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. oh man! All right. Well, good stuff there. Good stuff. Thanks, Brett Favre. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of such a wonderful individual as Brett Favre, to keep things in the same realm, we'll go ahead and continue with Carpet Day. Nothing better to talk about when talking about Brett Favre than Garbage Play. <laughs> Brought to you this week by the one, the only, Brandon. Brandon, what do you have for us?
1: Uh, last week, Yahoo Sports posted a list of the most tortured NFL fan bases. <laughs> hmm. uh, I, th- I believe <laughs> a lot of people saw this on Twitter. Uh, it was huge debate. Uh, so here's what we got for the top ten. Number one, they have the Giants, you know, the same Giants that have made the Super Bowl or they won the Super Bowl three times since like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, The Jets, I mean, yeah, the Jets suck, but, you know, they had a few good seasons there in the early 2000s where they were making the playoffs. You know, they they went pretty far one of Mark Sanchez's first year's. But
0: they do have um, a buff on ball.
1: Yeah. And the buff <laughs> and great picks like, uh, what was his name? Golston from Ohio state. He was a complete bust defensive end. <laughs> uh, number three is the Redskins again, you know, as of late, not been that good. Um, but you know, in the, the eighties and nineties, they won super bowls. They were a successful franchise. Uh, the Falcons, You know they blew that huge lead against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but
0: in the Super Bowl,
1: yeah, in the Super Bowl. um, But you know they make the playoffs almost every single year. It's like how could you be a tortured fan base if your team's making the playoffs every year? Yeah. So number five is the Lions, who should be number one. Honestly, I mean, we talked talked about the Giants winning three Super Bowls since the early two thousands. The Lions have won. One playoff game in sixty years. <laughs> like, how do you have, how do you have the Giants in at number one that. and the Lions at number five?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, number six is the Bengals. I mean, yeah. I mean, they make they'll make the playoffs from time to time, but they never win. You know, they've they're actually on a longer playoff win winless streak than the Lions because the Lions won in ninety one, and I believe the Bengals haven't won a playoff games since the late 80s
0: and they have been pretty good too so
1: yeah i mean they've had like i said they they'll make the playoffs um well i mean you know, like the teams like good or 200 and, 200. and you
0: expect them to win but they never do
1: yeah so i i can see them being on the list um i think 6 would be about right for them uh number 7 is the niners which just makes me laugh i mean how many super bowls did joe Montana win
0: yeah, well, and then they were and, in the Super Bowl again,
1: too. Yeah, when, when they had Harbaugh, they went to the Super Bowl, and they had some great teams when Harbaugh was the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, as of late, they really haven't. I mean, they're kind of rebuilding anyway. Um, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy, that they, they might be a middle-of-the-road team this year. Uh, number eight is the Vikings. You know, Vikings are another one of those teams that are usually competitive. They make the playoffs quite a bit. They'll win playoff games. You know, they have lost four Super Bowls, so I can kind of see it. Um, I mean, they're a little spread out, now like the Bills who lost four in a row, but <laughs> <laughs> which is a team that's not even on this list.
0: Yeah, I was just um, going to say.
1: Number nine is the Packers, which is completely ridiculous. I mean, the Packers have won four Super Bowls in their existence. They make the playoffs like almost every single year. I mean, they went, we spoke earlier how, when's the last time they've had a bad quarterback?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and number 10 is the Raiders, which another team that had success, you know, in the the 70s and 80s. And, um, you know, they had a few good teams here and there, but, you know, since they lost in the Super Bowl to the Buccaneers, they really haven't done anything, um, You know, I'd probably keep them at 10. Uh, Teams missing, glaring teams missing, the Cleveland Browns, who should be number two, not even on the list.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was...
1: Yeah, Yahoo just showed either, you know, they have that East Coast bias that, you know, like ESPN has. You know, if it didn't happen in New York or Boston or whatever, then it didn't happen. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if there was any thing to base this on. I don't know if they're going, you know, last five years. But still, to have a list of the most tortured NFL fan bases, not have the Lions number one, and not even have the Browns on the list, it's, it's just laughable.
0: Well, here, here's something that I want to add to the stupidity of this. So it says, who are the NFL's most tortured fan bases right now? But uh, you start reading it, and I was like, okay, so explain to me what your thought is here. You know, Mr. Writer, whatever. Not even going to say his name because it's so stupid. Um, (laughs) And so within the first paragraph is like, ooh, football's back. The second one is talking about successful teams. And then the third one starts giving you context for this article. It says... So they're all doing fine, the teams that we just mentioned in the previous paragraph. But what about the fans of, quote, less than successful teams? (laughs) I'm just like, less than successful? You're talking about teams that have won Super Bowls in the last 5, 10. uh, So many of them have won in the last 20 years, and that's less than successful? (laughs) Like That's the context that they want to put this in? The, yep. the, and then they say, what about fans who have had to eat uh, junk from their team season after season? If you've won a Super Bowl, made it to a Super Bowl, made it to a uh, conference championship, then I think that that's a load of be- like, okay, I saw somebody else put it in the context of teams that have had a lot of talent and opportunities that haven't capitalized on those opportunities. Like okay, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about Matthew Stafford being one of the Lions' best quarterbacks, having had Calvin Johnson and him winning nothing, having had Barry Sanders and not winning anything, fine, you can go into conversation like that. But you are—that's the not at all what they're stating here. Fans of right. less su- than successful teams, fans who've had to eat junk from their team season after season that is not saying that you have a really good team that you get to win the super bowl once and then you have nothing for a decade winning the super bowl once in a decade is really freaking good you're right so yeah that that I, that article like sent me off because i was just like you how really honestly you're being paid yahoo's uh one of the bigger i mean of course we're not talking about like espn or anfield.com or whatever but it's one of the bigger ones out there for articles how are you getting paid for something that stupid
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i just i was a complete disbelief and yeah i was looking through this list of like all these teams but the falcons lions bangles and Vikings have won Super Bowls.
0: Yeah. Well, I I wrote down, like, a, I, I looked through a few things looking at Super Bowls and the conference championships, and I was putting down um, from the list since 2000, which I think is reasonable. I mean, we're talking in the past 20 years. I mean, a lot of the fans are going to be around for the last 20 years, especially, you know, the older ones. But since 2000, the Raiders were in the Super Bowl in 2003. Mm -hmm. The Packers were in the Super Bowl in 2011, and they won. The Vikings were in three NFC championship appearances. Uh, The 49ers were in the Super Bowl in 2013. The Falcons were in the Super Bowl in 2017. The Giants were in the Super Bowl 2001, 2008, 2012, and they won in 2008 and 2012. So it's just like, if that... Okay, I know... You're essentially then what they're clarifying as success, then is if you've won the Super Bowl. But even then, some of these teams have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, uh, it just doesn't, I can't believe how <laughs> dumb. So, I
1: think the only Super Bowl winning team that deserves to be on that list is uh, the Jets. Yeah, because they've only they won the Super Bowl. They won Super Bowl three and then nothing after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so I mean, if they want to put in, I didn't read the whole thing because I just thought it was so stupid, but if they um, I don't know if they're putting it in the most, you know, are they doing this in the past five years? Or are they doing it in the past 10 years? Um, I see something here about they're mentioning three seasons, but it's just like still three seasons like it's no, no. So good job. <laughs> yeah. Some things just blow my mind. <laughs> that that was a really good garbage player. I'll say that much.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I saw that, I knew how to save it for it. Um,
0: well, uh, we're running long on time so we definitely need to jump into the two minute drill brandon are you ready for it yeah let's roll all right let's jump into it here we go all right new movies and shows coming to netflix this month include groundhog day gangs of new york the rocky movies glow season three Mindhunter season two and plenty more keep your eyes open brandon
1: uh, the Bengals star wide receiver, A.J. Green, is likely to miss uh, some some games this season due to an ankle surgery he just had, Caleb.
0: Uh, college football side of things, the coaches poll has Michigan at number seven and Michigan State at number 20. Tom Fernelli of CBS comes out to say that Michigan is the fifth most overrated team and that Michigan State is the most overrated team. Frame
1: Uh, Eight-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, professional wrestler Harley Race. Uh, He died at the age of 76, Caleb.
0: Well, in the world of video games, as it seems to be the most popular that has ever been, the all-famous streamer Ninja announced recently that he has moved his channel from the streaming service Twitch over to the Microsoft-owned Mixer platform.
1: Brandon. Uh, New Orleans Saints extended wide receiver Michael Thomas to a five-year, $100 million contract with $61 million guaranteed, Caleb. Uh,
0: HBO Max announces that it will be the exclusive stream service for the Doctor Who series. Brandon.
1: Uh, Tom Brady recently signed a two-year, $70 million contract that'll have him play out until he's age 45, Caleb.
0: All right, to wrap things up here then, uh, last week marked the 30th anniversary of the Game Boy System being released in North America. And was that it for you, Brandon? Did you have one more?
1: I got one also about video games here. Um, Today they released the cover of WWE 2K20. Uh, It'll feature Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch on the cover.
0: And there is your two-minute drill. All right. Well, that was a good one. It's great to be talking about football as, uh, you know, preseason here is kicking off. We know we just had the Hall of Fame game, uh, but the Lions will be here on Thursday night, as Brandon said, playing the Patriots. So more football talk happening all the time. Feel free to always uh, share with us thoughts, topics, things of that nature if it comes to sports or non-sports because we do episodes for both. Um, And then we do have our question of the week. And so this one is actually going to be very similar to last week's because what we're going to be doing for our next episode is previewing things for Michigan football. So our question that we are going to put out there to the listeners and our followers, what will be Michigan's regular season record and who will win the Big Ten? So feel free to uh, respond on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or also feel free to call our voicemail and share your thoughts. And you can give us a call at, I love it when I can't remember the number. I had to look it up. <laughs> 551 five, 258 five, 3276. That's really it's really easy to remember non-number wise because it's 551 blue bro. There you go. I should just say that every time. Rock. It is not (laughs) 8675309. Although I wish it was. I wish it was too. That would have been amazing. So but uh you you good, Brandon? Yeah, I'm good. We're good, and you know what else is good? dragon sound we're going to be sending you out with the magical music of dragon sound from our wonderful movie miami connection we hope you all have a fantastic week hopefully the lines are at least entertaining coming come this thursday until next time go blue
1: go blue